0: just like the ghost in hamlet is like here are some action items and the ghost in julius caesar is like hey are our google cows linked up see you at philippi <laughs> and then like bye he doesn't yeah. he's not the bad. He's bad he's bad at haunting
1: he's just like a, a ghost who wants to get brunch <laughs> he's like can we <laughs>
0: Noble patron. Hello, Gentles all. Welcome to What You Will, a tedious and brief Shakespeare podcast. I'm Charlotte Ollie, and I'm Daniel Kuhn, and we're here talking more about Julius, Julius Caesar. Caesar. Charlotte's favorite play. <laughs> My favorite
1: play. We're not going to do that bit again. Um, yeah, so let's just launch right in and let's um,
0: let's chat for a little bit about Antony, Mark Antony low key best character my favorite character which was a surprise to me really? yeah because I didn't I didn't love the Antony in the the park nor the other production I saw I just I've never seen a production where I was like Antony yes Antony um, is the best, but Antony's the best character. I love Ant- Antony. Antony
1: has the, I think, the clearest interiority for sure. Like, ironically, as much as I think we think of this as kind of being Brutus's play, I think it's equally Antony's play. Well, where it's sort of also interesting of like these two, if you if you take it at their word that Antony and Brutus are Caesar's best friends, yeah, it is really watching like the yin and the yang, right? Where one of them is like, oh, okay, I need to kill my best friend, and we watch him deal with that. And the other one is totally loyal till the end.
0: Yeah. And sneaky. Why not Sneaky? Well, also, Anthony is that kind of, like, McDuff, Macduff, Macbuff. Macbuff. <laughs> Macbuff. Yeah. Who's your Shakespeare um, crush? <laughs> Anthony's kind of that Macduff track where it's like, I'm the protagonist, but I'm going to come in for these three scenes. Bye. But See unlike the Macduff, end. they're amazing. Uh, no, 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 no. But it, but it has Sorry, way, way better scenes. Sorry, Macduff. Um, way better scenes. Um, and is never like, our plan will be that we'll be a forest that moves. Um, it But it does work. <laughs> But yeah, what I love about Antony is he rushes in and they just kill Caesar and Antony's like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, Caesar is dead? And they're like, no, 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 Antony, we killed Caesar on purpose as a family. (laughs) We did it for us. And Antony's like, cool, cool, cool 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 sorry i overreacted totally cool i'm totally cool which is like the such a smart thing to do in a room full of people with knives covered in blood (laughs) it is pretty amazing
1: backtracks but i also love that that it's the way it's written is so complex yeah where he goes in and out of being like it's cool it's cool and being like oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah, he's, like, in shock. He's in shock. It feels very real where he's, like, trying to play it off cool, but also his best friend is, like, murdered on the ground. And so he he can't help but say in front of them some shit about, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you got murdered. And then after they leave, we get the beautiful speech, pardon me that I am meek and gentle with these butchers, where he's, like, I'm sorry that I'm... I'm uh, uh, going along with Cry them havoc and let slip the But you dogs know what I'm gonna war. I'm gonna avenge you I'm gonna make this I'm gonna uh, make this right I mean, And that there's no point where he's like yeah Brutus has convinced me And it's also pretty awesome Because Brutus basically just Regurgitates the argument That Cassius made is Brutus is dumb. Like he's like this is why we killed him And that's all there is to it And what we see in Antony is that's not Totally enough of a reason huh
0: no! Well, also, okay, if, if Brutus is Ned Stark, Brutus is your classic, like, an honorable man, yeah. not too bright, then Antony is kind of like a Tyrion Lannister. Antony is, like, someone who genuinely does have morals and does have loyalties, but has no problem, like, lying his face off to get where he needs to go and do what he needs to do, yes. which, which Brutus can't do, and, like... I mean, it's a little bit an argument on Shakespeare's part. Not that I think Shakespeare... I, again, I really genuinely don't think that Shakespeare has a moral answer that he's trying to communicate. I think the play is purposefully written that you can take whatever, whatever moral you, you want from it. But I do think there's a little bit of argument of like, Yeah, being smart is kind of going to get you further than being blindly honorable. Because Antony doesn't have, his morals are no less ironclad than Brutus's. He's just perfectly willing to be like, oh my god, Caesar's dead, but yeah, you know what? I trust you guys. If you say you have a good reason, it does sound vague, but you know... That's fine. And then as well, soon as they leave, he's like crying over Caesar's corpse. Also true. And I do think that there's pretty much nothing they could
1: have said that would convince no, him. No, absolutely But not. I also think that there is something to be said for like, Antony gives them their shot to convince him. He does. He yeah. does say like, I trust you for a reason. Can you please tell me <laughs> what on God's green earth What got into you? Why did you kill him? And I do think that if there were any possible reason that he would accept, he would have listened and accepted it, if that makes sense.
0: Well, Brutus and Cassius have a real PR problem, because Cassius is just kind of, like, too angry and, like kind of seems to have some like personal vendetta against Caesar as much as he's like I love Caesar too. Well
1: it's very Iago. I mean yeah. it's not quite as aggressive as yeah. Iago but where he's like we were both soldiers. He's not better than me yeah. and he's not better than you and he's not better than anyone. So he's got a chip on his shoulder about oh, like this guy sure. got the better promotion. Uh,
0: I love when Brutus and Cassius are having their uh, like lovers quarrel and um, Brutus is like you would never say have, like, you never say this is Caesar. Cassius is like Yes, I would. And Bruce like nah. And it's like yeah, they ca- did. Cassius maybe kill Caesar because he was too intimidated to talk to him a little bit maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I like that Antony does listen to them. He does give them a, a fair shot. shot, and they're like, yeah, we killed Caesar because he of, might have cause become of because he might have. And Antony's like, oh, you mean that thing that he like refused a bunch of times? Mm, okay.
1: Um, and then Antony
0: gives just a masterful, oh incredible speech. I mean, then they if, go to debate club. Yeah, please. I'm sure. Whatever,
1: we'll find a way to slip it into the podcast somewhere. Uh, but it's it's just incredible how he he takes this this refrain of Brutus as an honorable man because he's been told by the conspirators that he basically he can't do anything he can't say anything that's directly against the conspirators. Yeah. He can only get up there to mourn Caesar. And the conspirators are like, this is going to make us look yeah. so good. So human that we're like, yeah, we, we killed the idea, not the man. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're mad at the idea, not the man. But Antony, over the course of his speech, turns the idea yeah. of Brutus is an honorable man to be uh, a sarcastic and a jab. Um, and, and basically throughout the thing lays out the reasons that it's ridiculous. They killed him and, and
0: undermines and dismantles oh every God. document it's the best lightotes the rhetorical device of being like oh caesar did write a will but we don't need to talk about that oh i i do think he left a lot of money to the people but you know it's not important if just like bringing things up and then being like but who cares about that and all the people are like wait a minute i care about that but what's also cool is like
1: about his arguments, anyway, is even before we get to the part about the will, um, the people are into it. Oh, yeah. They're already like screaming and crying by the time the speech is almost done. And then Anthony's like, wait, remember the will that I dropped earlier? Yeah, now I'm going to read it. And it's pretty clear that th- that's a lie. Oh, for that sure. that yeah, Caesar yeah. did not leave them no. all this money we get, like, a moment in the tense later where he's like, we need to go find the will and we need to find a way to distribute it to the people so yeah. that I, you know, <laughs> that they won't think <laughs> I was I lying. Um, but, yeah, he he's, I don't know, he's amazing. I love Antony. Yeah, and then, he, and then he goes off to Octavius where he's like, everything is structured, where he's like, I know where my allegiances lie. And again, mm-hmm. we get that optics problem I kind of talked about in the last episode where he's not sure he's got the right people, which does harken back to the way co- the conspirators feel. And I do think sort of underlines that potential argument of the play of,
0: like, everybody's a politician, mm-hmm. even the ones who you agree with. I And I really like that Octavius... Um, Antony scene where there Antony's kind of like I don't like you that much, Octavius, but I respect you and I need you because you're a Caesar. Yeah, like you're kind of young and a hothead. And Octavius is like, whatever, fuck you. My dad slash uncle was Julius Caesar. I mean, Octavius is a hard character to do anything with because he's kind of like it's like what if Fortinbras had more lines? Yeah, because he doesn't. I mean, we get of course he has the most motivation perhaps of anyone that his. He's his avenging father, his Kinsman. Yeah, his, his adopted father has just been killed. But And he's also got the big, huge, mo- fat motivation of like, So now he can take power. It could be really easy. Yeah, I was also, I've been listening to Assassins a lot, which Danielle knows because every five minutes in our household, I yell, goth working man, born in the middle of Michigan. But um, thinking about that first, um, you know, the, the first ballad, in Assassins, the Ballad of uh, Booth, who, oh, yeah. who shot Lincoln, where they bring up a point that uh, I remember learning about in school, but much more, m- much more um, compact in Stephen Sondheim's Assassins. This is also Julie Caesar brought to you by Stephen Sondheim. I guess yeah. um, all of our Shakespeare plays are brought to you by Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, whatever. Um, but where it, it talks about like, hey, Lincoln got mixed reviews in yeah. his actual lifetime, but because you made a martyr of him, Booth, and you killed him. Now he only gets raves. Yeah, like you. They That's made, the
1: other thing about
0: assassination. Yeah, that they made a huge JFK. martyr. Although JFK. he was pretty popular, but he still. was pretty popular. Um, but yeah, like if you kill a fig, a divisive figure, and there are still there's still a whole movement. It's like what you said: killing the man doesn't kill the movement. Yeah, that it made it so easy for Octavius, later Augustus Caesar, to swoop right in and be like, it's my turn. Oh, man. It's just, I mean, honestly, n- now I'm just outing myself as a huge Roman history dork because I think I get really excited about Octavius because I'm like, oh, it's Augustus Caesar. He's going to commission the Aeneid in a few years to kind of give himself a like deified link to being the like righteous king of Rome, even though that's just fucking Non-humans nonsense yeah. and, and craziness. But yeah, so it, he's he's a very interesting character, and I think you can use him to really drive home that martyr point. But it's just it's also hard because no one is in the play for very long. Well,
1: again, I think you know whatever Dream Production, you just mm-hmm. need the most charismatic actors in the world because you need to make us care in so little
0: time. I mean, Octavius is really he's he's your um, uh, Jefferson coming back from France. Yeah, being like what that's I what it is.
1: Yeah. We need somebody with that kind of pizzazz. Everybody
0: stabbed Caesar, now I'm the king.
1: Yeah, that sure is the song. Um, (laughs) So I know that has nothing to do with anything, but I can't hold it in any longer. Is that there is a line in this play that says, You speak to Casca, and and to know such a man that is no fleering telltale. Hold my hand. <laughs> and there is a comma, hold, comma, my hand, hold meaning I don't want to hit hand. you. But I like that there's just the line in Julius Caesar that's, hold my hand.
0: I'm not going to tattle, hold my hand. <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything, but I needed to share it <laughs> right now. Uh, but Antony is genuinely, genuinely a great character and Great does, I think, does the most with having so little to do in the play. Like He, true. he also he has, has a, only a few Not scenes. a ton
1: of screen. I, I, so this is a play also that I think gets stolen by the people with less screen time, which is a perfect yeah. segue to Portia, who Portia. to me is like one of the most fun characters yeah. in this play. So Portia is Brutus's wife, and she's basically has one scene where she comes out and she's like, Brutus, why haven't you been telling me what's going on? And he's like, I'm sick. And she's like, yeah, if you were sick, you wouldn't be walking around out here making yourself more sick. You're lying, and if you don't tell me everything you think, then all you do is have sex with me, then I'm your prostitute, and I'm not down for that. Also, look, I gave myself this giant cut on my thigh to prove that also, I'm hardcore.
0: Hey, Brutus, I stabbed myself in the leg because I love you. And Brutus is like, mm, that's pretty hot. Like, Brutus is down for it too. He's like, oh. Portia, you are oh, so babe. strong. You're so cool. This I is love why they you. Each other. I love that you just stab yourself in the leg to resolve our marital issues. Oh my, it's
1: so it's good. The weirdest argument it's ever. So weird. To be like I, she does do the like I am your wife and I am the daughter of so and so. But really, her argument is like you know how trustworthy I am. I'm trustworthy enough to stab myself in the leg. I do think.
0: Portia and and Calpurnia. Calpurnia is not as fun because she has a similar scene where it's just, she doesn't like, stab herself in like the <laughs> wife wife nagging husband, um, scene. Except she's like, I have strange dreams, Caesar. Don't go to work, and he's like, I will go to work. Fuck you. But one, I think Portia and Calpurnia, respectively, genuinely care about their husbands and don't want them to die, yeah. which is not. Even Cassius is who's like, I love everyone the most, and I Cassius is really that guy who's like, I love all my best friends and that's why I have to kill them. Yeah. Like I love all my best friends the most and that's why I don't <laughs> care if they die. And it's like, Cassius, that doesn't that's not that right. Um, but they both genuinely care about their husbands and they're both so smart and genuinely powerless. Like they yeah. I think Portia, well, Calpurnia is just like a, a less Porsche Portia does have character. that
1: recurrent um, woman in a man's world theme. Yeah. Where she does have some lines about like, if I were a, yeah. a man, I could X, Y, Z.
0: It's like if Lady M's tactic, instead of to just steamroll everyone and be like, oh, well, we're murdering this guy or I'm going to twist your nuts off, Portia's tactic is more like... I want you to share your secrets with me because I'm this woman trapped in a man's world and I have stabbed myself in the leg and now I'm going to go eat fire. Yeah. Also, Portia does have one other
1: scene that's really funny where she's uh, trying to tell the the servant, Lucius, to go. I want
0: to talk about Lucius too.
1: Oh, yeah. But she tries to tell him to go like wherever. And she keeps being like, why haven't you left yet? And he's like, because you haven't told me what to do. And she keeps saying, oh, okay, that makes sense. Cool, cool, cool leave and he keeps being like you need to tell me what to do and so it's ah. very like clowny scene of like being like go wait no I have to tell you and it's just it does a little bit Portia's a little ridiculous and I think yeah, that that scene acknowledges that she's ridiculous also then when Brutus is like my wife ate fire
0: <laughs> I like that Brutus isn't like she did what he's like oh yeah, that checks out classic Portia <laughs> that's what I loved about her I know she was always trying to eat fire and also
1: that Cassius react is reacting like Whoa, how did you not kill me when you're sad about your wife being
0: dead? And,
1: and it's is just is like, like
0: it's so on brand for her, it's not even a surprise. He's like,
1: well well and also he's like, I made my peace with it by thinking about the fact that one day she was gonna die, so I guess now is okay. Like it's also that's a recurrent theme of this <laughs> yes. play is the idea that every man must die and so when you die is really the only issue. But we are not um, men.
0: Yeah, Magulis.
1: yeah but also, that Brutus is like that's how I made my, up my mind. Yeah. To. But it also gives a reason of why he's so like sad and distracted <laughs> yeah. during the scene where Cassius is like, "Why are you mad at me?" He's like, "I'm not mad at you." And then finally, he's like, "I'm just."
0: morning. It's sad. I wish he had told Portia what was up earlier. I don't think she would have helped him get out of it, but I think she would have made it more dramatic somehow. (laughs) She's so dramatic. I, I, one, I just love a character whose MO is to make everything more dramatic and extra, but also I I do think she and Kalparnia to a lesser extent kind of represent, and even like the shoemaker and the couple of common people who we hear just like the most, easily, the most easily led crowd in the world where they're all like, get Brutus! And Antony's like, wait, wait, come back, let me finish my speech. Um, they're all kind of these hints of like, hey, the people who want to kill Caesar are just kind of the people who want to kill Caesar. Like this, you haven't, you're not really putting other people first in this very internal political plot. You're not really thinking about the larger ramifications. You're not even really thinking about how it affects your wives and families
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that is a perfectly valid viewing of it. I also think that a lot of the times, like, politics do affect everyday people, but everyday people often don't see how politics are going to affect them. And we don't really talk very much in this play about, like, Rome as a republic versus Rome as a monarchy and how it would affect their lives. But I do think we have to believe that at least Brutus really
0: does think that it would affect the lives of these people. Well, but that's my problem, is that I, I just think it's a hypocrisy that's in the play that all these senators want to kill Caesar to save Roman democracy. And like, yes, I know it was a republic, so it's, I mean, it's the same thing that we have. It's representative democracy and not everyone could vote. But it's interesting that they're fighting so hard to save democracy, which is supposed to have the most checks and balances. That's like the point of democracy is that. People can't just cowboy things and do whatever the hell they want, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are cowboying things and doing whatever the hell they want, you know. So it's just sort of like, who is this for? Who did you do this for? And I, I get the the you know the other argument of that is like, well, but it was mob rule with all the people loving Caesar, and it's like, well, that's what democracy. That's is. kind of what democracy is like. That line in Superstore where. Glenn is like, well, what's the difference between mob rule and democracy? And Joan is like, well, that's kind of an interesting question. Yeah, which you know, and I don't think the play provides any like cut and dry answers to like one is right and one is wrong but i just think it's a hypocrisy that they're not even like hmm maybe we should think about what the people want
1: well and also that there's a lot of blood spilled uh, yeah, because it's sure. not just caesar's although i don't think that that was their intention i just think that goes back to the idea of you need to have a plan you need to have a plan um, but i also think with the mob mentality thing I, again i don't think shakespeare takes like a hard and fast no. view but i do think that this is a play that at least to me on my reads of it feels like a it is not respectful of the mob. It views no. the mob and the common people as easily led. They are sheep. They agree with whoever's talking in front of them. Yes, Antony's speech is better, but I also think there's an argument for if he had spoken first and Brutus had spoken second, it would have gone differently. Yeah. Like they really do they they cheer for Caesar when he's denying the crown and honestly they would cheer for him if he took the crown and there's that line, uh, if Caesar had stabbed their mothers they would have done no less yeah. now yes, that is coming from the mouths of the conspirators, so you can have an opinion on it um, but uh, I mean the play can have an opinion on whether or not that's true, but if we take them at their word, like the, the, the people are easily led and I don't think that that is something that has changed like I think that that is one of the great dangers of really of any government, but particularly of democracy and why it is this weird line as a politician or as a person who knows or cares about politics of, like, where you step in and how you step in when you see something going wrong for the good of the people. Yes.
0: I think that's all definitely there. But I do think even having the cobbler be wittier than any of the upper class people, having... Portia be this really passionate violent person who's like kind of way more of a man than any of the men as is a classic Shakespearean archetype having Calpurnia, sorry the cat's eating a flower Freya, she thinks she's that skunk from Bambi did he eat flowers or was his name just flower?
1: you know or
0: was he a a girl? I don't know I might be misgendering the skunk from *Bambi*, and in that case, I'm sorry. Um, But yes, I think that's all definitely there, definitely valid, and part of it, and everything. Freya, no, step off. Don't eat the candle either. Yeah, I I think having Portia be this very strong character, having Calpurnia have magical powers, having Lucius, Lucius. All of these characters, he I just think... She's always so tired. She's so tired. Card. But I think they're all just these... Freya has knocked over a, a, plant. a basil plant that she already ate all the leaves off of because she enjoys Italian cuisine, so it <laughs> doesn't really matter. Um, Danielle is, is... Freya, you are the lion that is stalking the streets of Rome. Yeah, I, I just think that the, as a counterpoint to the mob rule that's within the play, which again supports the thesis that kind of Shakespeare didn't write this play with the strongest of opinions. Um, and I do think I don't think Shakespeare is is like a communist who is like the proletariat. Like, yeah, probably not. Um, well, I think it's both. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but and and I do think Lucius also being he's not much of a character. He's Brutus's serving man. Um, I really liked the choice they made in that uh, Trumpian Julius Caesar where Lucius was his son. Hmm. Um, I thought that was, that made me care about Brutus. (laughs) Honestly, that's the only thing that really affected me in that way. Because Lucius is just, he's a kid and he's tired all the time and he's like overworked. And in his last, one of his last scenes, um, he's there with Brutus and Brutus is like, can you play me some music. some music. Oh, are you too tired? And Lucius is like, no, no, I'm fine. And he's like, if I survive, I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat you right, Lucius. I'm gonna be good to you. I'm gonna be nice. Uh, and it's like, yes, you do care about Lucius, who kind of, to me, I think could represent almost like the yonder class, just the people, and also the children, and also the children. Like, yeah, he's, he's clearly young. You do care about him, but you've ruined his life. Lucius is probably gonna die. Like, and you're gonna die, and you're not gonna be able to take care of him. You can't make these political decisions without thinking about the people they really affect because i think i think brutus cares i think he has a big heart he cares about the people but he doesn't use his brain to think about how his actions are going to affect the people
1: yeah i think flip side of that although it's two sides of the same coin really mm-hmm. is the idea again depending on how you stage this but if you do make lucius either his son or sort of son figure mm-hmm. the idea that he is doing it in his heart for Lucius like the idea of I want you to live in a free Rome um but then the tragedy of it is that they're all gonna die because of it
0: yeah that cause Brutus is too fucking stupid <laughs> they're all gonna die and he did it badly
1: yeah um okay I wanna draw your attention to just a couple of my sure. last like random notes yes. that I just want somebody Please. else to hear okay. um one is Artemidorus just knows the plot
0: Question mark? I love... Artem- Artemidorus. I love him. <laughs> Basically,
1: he's... So, for those of you who've forgotten this part of Julius Caesar, yeah, which, again, part. I think is is the, for everybody who's like, it's a play about hubris. It's only a play about hubris until Act 2, Scene 5, when yeah. he dies. But, uh, but Julius Caesar's thing can totally be hubris because the sure. soothsayer like, ahead. be careful. And then Calpurnius like, be careful. And then Artemidorus is like, here I am. I know the whole plot. Here's a letter that says beware of all these people. And he yeah. still ignores it. But also... Why does he know? Like, w- w- was he invited to be a conspirator and he declined? Was he eavesdropping? Like, what? Where did he come from? I think he's not a soothsayer. Or is he just the soothsayer who took off his mask? I don't
0: know. I love, I QT&A. also, yes, I also love that he, he, I think he calls Caesar lover at some point. Maybe. I, I, I don't remember. But I'm probably. pretty sure. I'm going to, I'm going to confidently say that that is what happens, even if it isn't. Um, but one, like everyone is weirdly in love with Caesar romantically or thinks that he's their dad. Everyone has like a very heightened emotional relationship to Caesar, even if it's just kind of like, all right, he's just, he's just a political figure. He's like, just like a he's, guy who's He's good he's, at war. Yeah, he's just a guy who's good at war. He's good at
1: fights real, real good.
0: Yeah, we're all, like, making a little much of him. But, yeah, I think he does function to be, like, uh, Caesar's got too much hubris, but he also, like, why? Why do you have a guy come out and be, like, hey, psst, come here. These several characters are gonna kill this other character. See you later. Multiple times. And it's also, like, honestly, if
1: I were Caesar, I would probably also be, like, what? Go away. I mean, I do think... Like, it's always framed as, like, he was so full of hubris, but, like... There is a reasonable argument for being like, honey, I understand you had a bad dream, but I have to go
0: to work. <laughs> I have to go to work Also, my like, job they're going to crown me president king today.
1: And if I don't go, that's going to be really rude. And again, it's always framed as like, ah, so, so full of himself. But I'm like, it is perfectly reasonable to one go to work even though your wife had a bad dream. <laughs> Two, ignore a soothsayer who's like, "Beware," because what does that even mean? And three, to be like, uh, "No, I'm pretty sure my friends are my friends."
0: Yeah, I, that w- did make it hard to watch the Trump version because it's like Trump would never go to work. Um, but I, I also think. But it's if kind you of-
1: galvanized him into being like, "You gotta go, or else people are gonna
0: think you're pussy," he would go. Mm, he would go play golf. Um, But I also think that it's funny That like the moral Scare quotes of Macbeth Is like don't listen to witches And the moral of Julius Caesar is like But do listen to soothsayers Big difference (laughs) But soothsayers yes I also think probably 100% of the audience at the time Slash the audience now Knows that Caesar gets stabbed We know We know we know that's not a surprise So I think that's part of why So that does make sense why you would do it in act
1: 2 Instead of like Having the whole play draw out and then being like, surprise, he gets stabbed. Yes. Like, that would be a shitty act fine because we'd be like, we know.
0: Yeah, and I also think that makes sense why Shakespeare makes no effort to be like, what's gonna happen? It's really, it's Mr. Poopy Butthole for Rick and Morty showing up and being like, oh, wowee, what's gonna happen next? And you're like, we all know. We all know exactly what's gonna happen. And I don't next. watch Rick and Morty. Daniel doesn't watch Rick, Rick and Morty, and it's fine. I, I know the fandom is bad. Don't at me. It's gonna don't be- at her. Okay, like show, we're we're family.
1: rapid firing through my, my final thoughts oh, on final Caesar. Thoughts. Um, uh, uh, I like that in Act One, Scene Four, w- when they need Brutus to like talk quietly with Cassius, they have a whole the the rest of the people on stage are like, where does the sun rise again? That's it's amazing. They have just a whole conversation where they're like, "Where does the sun rise?" I don't know if that's just supposed to show us that conspirators are dumb, I, or to be comic relief, or if it's like more of that imagery of like the sun be rising in different places because of monarchy. yeah. I think it's
0: just the imagery of like the world is fucked up because Caesar's so bad, or because Caesar's gonna die. But even that uh, I imagery think that I like better when it's like. To Tanya and Obron's divorce proceedings and they're like it's fucking with nature and it's like oh how fun that they're fairies and yeah, like, that get makes it sense. get it they have a fight and it fucks with nature but when you're like because great men Julius Caesar's so fucking good he's so good and then that makes like fire come from the sky it's yeah fine G- fine yeah <laughs> fine.
1: Um, <laughs> other thoughts I like that Cassius blames his collar on his mom Yep, he's like I'm angry cuz my mom was angry. I know. <laughs> it's uh, I'm an I
0: angry was guy. born inside a jail. I was born with scum like you. I am from the gutter too. Anyway, it's Javert when he's like don't blame I was poor too. That's why I'm angry. Um, it's fine don't also, worry also final
1: it. final sort of larger thought is Caesar as an anti-intellectual
0: yeah um, he
1: has that line I, I like to have men about me that are fat yeah and I do think that's another interesting line that can be taken in two versions where one of them is going with this more classic themes of like he's full of himself and he doesn't want to be surrounded by those namby-pamby intellectuals and he's a bad leader because he doesn't but the other is that I think he kind of gets what's going on he's like that guy, like I think that the the lean and hungry look about him, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's the one reading of it as like I want to be surrounded by people who love me, mm-hmm. but the, the, there's the other where he's like that guy Cassius. Yeah, he's jealous and ambitious. I wouldn't <laughs> yep. trust him as far as I could throw him.
0: Or Caesar's just a chubby chaser, and we respect that. And that's beautiful. and Calpurnia can reflect that. Yeah, and Calpurnia should reflect that. You cowards!
1: Yeah, same woman who played Nell should play Calpurnia. Make
0: Calpurnia fat and beautiful and confident and a witch who has prophetic dreams and Caesar loves her. Yeah, I yeah he's anti-intellectual and anti-mystic in a in a in a way that Shakespeare is usually kind of on board for, or at least but well in on, this
1: play he's like no.
0: I mean, on board for in Macbeth, a play written directly like adding King James on Twitter, being like, "See, witches are bad." I'm with it. I get it. I hate witches too. Ah, I saw a witch the other day. I was like, fuck you witch. Fuck you witch. Um, yeah, but the, this play, I think, kind of aligns mysticism with this being like in touch with what's actually going on yeah. and with women oh, like and that. with kind of, kind the of intelligence, people. but like the people. Um, and nature. Yeah, and it, and it is kind of that, like, women, because the nature and witches and they're magical, which, like, all right, whatever. Even um, if the ghost only shows up when you're sleepy, oh, so maybe ghost. it was just a bad dream. Yeah, the ghost is there. And this the ghost, other time it's offstage. The guess. ghost shows up and is like, see you later, but it might be a dream. And then they all run on their swords because they lost so bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, um, so this is the part of the podcast where we have on a, a, a fellow Shakespearean enthusiast <laughs> and we ask them what they thought about the play.
2: That's me, I'm, yeah. You're the, you're the <laughs> person, so this
1: is Avery. Avery, tell us who you are. <laughs>
2: um, I'm Avery Duvaldo and I am a writer in Brooklyn, New York.
1: Great. What do you write?
2: Uh, Right now I work for Snow Day, which is an independent film production company, and we mostly make little ads for tech companies. Sweet. Um, But I also write uh, prose and stuff on the side. Cool. Very
0: cool. And what's your feeling about Shakespeare?
2: Uh, I like Shakespeare. I think Shakespeare's cool. I mean, they had me. He's like, he's like, is a hot okay. take. This is legit. They, so I never actually he's gonna, did. He's going
0: to get big any
2: day now. He's, I, I'm, I I think he's, he's underrated. Um, I, I studied Shakespeare a little bit in college, but I never have actually been in a Shakespeare play because I was, I never even done Shakespeare scene work because I was out of the country when we did that for acting school. <laughs> oh, shoot,
1: you were. Yeah, wow. so
2: I've never really, really, I've done two monologues. One is from this play, and then one is uh, I did. Um, you did hot. Hasper. I did Hotspur, and our professor was like, "Yes, did <laughs> I did Hotspur once, and the professor was like, "That was very good, and you should never put that part again. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <no. laughs> Your hair's not red, and you're very
1: nice." <laughs> I was like,
2: All right.
0: I do That's remember that. Yeah. Fine, fine reasons. One yeah.
2: of the yeah. only cast. things
1: I remember from that class. Yeah, one uh, too. What? What? Which um, Julius Caesar monologue did you do? Well,
2: oh, you might see that my Julius Caesar copy says contestant number seven, Cassius. That's because nice. I had to bring this. Uh, To a monologue competition in St. Louis I did the um, Cassius' Shakespeare can't swim so we should kill him speech (laughs)
0: Shakespeare can't swim? Uh, Sorry, uh, (laughs) Caesar can't swim so So we we should should kill kill him
2: But I don't know if Shakespeare could swim or not I did uh, Cassius' monologue where he says that because Julius Caesar can't swim and is epileptic, he should be killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did that one. I did, It was yeah. very like snidely and sort of what I thought Cassius was, which is like this, like... Hmm, yeah,
1: oh, what did you think Cassius oh, was? Oh, that's a great yeah, place to start. Yeah, okay. So this is something that we hmm. were chatting about, where I was like, the first time I read this play, I was like, Cassius is obviously... A, a sneaky dude yeah well yeah because
2: that's like, that's the interpretation that i had my sophomore year of high school and i read this was, like right cassius is sneaky and brutus is honorable yeah and, like mm-hmm. everyone julie caesar is like arrogant i don't know I, I feel like uh i feel like cassius and brutus are both kind of killing caesar for the same reason which is that they feel personally threatened by his rise to power not mm. not because he's like he represents the death of democracy, but because like he was kind of at the same level they were all at, and now he's one step above, and Cassius is very transparent, being like, "Yo, why is everyone like Caesar so great when I'm just as cool as he is?"
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I think that's you know that's mostly his motivation. But it is yeah. an
1: interesting yeah. take that even Brutus, to some degree, like he funnels it in this different way. Where yeah, like, I mean he finds ways
2: to justify yeah. it, but like I don't know.
1: But it is the same sort of like uneasiness of he he's my friend. Why would why is he worth? being the king yeah
2: and like rome at this time is not like it's not like a representative democracy it's mm-hmm. like an oligarchy like built on slavery and a bunch of other stuff and so i do know i feel like i feel like a lot of people especially in america we read this play and are like oh rome is like america mm-hmm. like and then this guy came in who was like a tyrant and so people had to stop him mm-hmm. but in reality it's like a society that's more sort of sliding towards this tyrant state anyway right
0: we were also talking a little bit on the podcast about, um, what's your take on what this play would be viewed like in its time in a monarchy? Yeah. Yeah, that, like when
1: Shakespeare was yeah, writing Yeah, when it. Shakespeare I mean, was writing that's, it That's, that's kind of like,
2: I don't know, I don't like love Julius Caesar. I think one of the reasons why it's like one of the big do plays, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think anyone does. Because like, I read about like, if you read back even like 200 years ago, people are like, Julius Caesar does not quicken my blood. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're, they're truly, like, that, that's what they're, they're like, yeah, it's just kind of like, blah. Um, (laughs) it's it's, so. It's fine. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the reasons why, at least in America, Mm -hmm. we talk about is because we see it as sort of a mirror of our own political situation. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I suppose it was a monarchy in Elizabethan times, right?
0: So it was. Elizabeth was the monarch.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it's not like there's an inherent value that's placed in the idea of a republic Mm -hmm. right and so what brutus is doing is not i wonder if as an audience we're meant to be like oh well he's trying to save the republic good on him Mm -hmm. or if it's just like oh here's a guy who has an ideal and the specific ideal happens to be the idea of rome as, as something not ruled by one person
1: Sort of the same way that I think to flip it, yeah. that, that we as a modern audience, like we are the audience that's intended to be watching Game of Thrones, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we have no investment as a as a society, as a, as a, an American population, in The Crown. Yeah, but we can still watch Although. it and respect it for those that code of honor and that code of ethics. Like we can watch Ned Stark and be like what an honorable guy. Those are the
2: stakes for him, Even, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yes.
1: Even though in our own time, we probably wouldn't make that decision or would we
0: want to be a person who makes those kinds of decisions. Yeah. Although we do love the royal baby. America, like America's That's got true. this weird thing where we're like, we don't want a monarchy. We just but want to like, god, like, be we, we don't want to buy, but it's like, it's fun yeah. to pretend. It's yeah. Fun, yeah. fun to try it Like on. It's fun to walk into dangerous. the fancy store and try on the hats. But we, don't, we wouldn't want this. Obviously, we love our very healthy and well-functioning democracy yes. that we have.
1: Uh, did you guys see that we were like demoted on like the democracy scale of the <laughs> were world? Were we really like recently? Yeah, I was. So I saw this play that maybe is running at the time this podcast will be released. Uh, what tomorrow? I hope so. No, I hope we still I'm have a sure constitution by right the time. now. It's oh, okay. just, like gonna come again. Gotcha. So go see it when it's out. But what the Constitution means to me, and basically there's like some democracy index, and we have been demoted because multiple times in the last whatever amount of years, the popular, the person who won the popular vote didn't get to be president. Oh, oh good. So well, that's yeah. fun. That good, Good. Just fun
0: facts for everybody. Yeah. But I think going back to what you just said, Avery... And Julius Caesar. Anyway. Thank you, Danielle. So to get us back to the time That's a fictional situation. Our opinion on Julius Caesar is go see what the Constitution means to me now on Broadway. Yes. And also, I mean, I do think... Game of Thrones and, the da- rig. and the West, And the West, right? We've talked a lot about how this is uh, Shakespeare's only Aaron Sorkin play. Um. Oh, I can see that. It's a
2: lot of, like, guys being really earnest. Yeah. You know, being, like
0: <sighs> Which is... It's such a challenging genre for me. It's usually a genre that I associate more with like falling asleep or like walking out of the room while my dad is asleep on the couch watching it or like... So,
2: I watched recently the uh, 1953 version of this with Marlon Brando.
1: Oh, I, excellent. I'm pretty oh. sure my dad
2: has probably fallen asleep watching <laughs> that movie. It is so so boring.
1: Oh, is it really? Yeah,
2: it is. I think it's like the reason why a lot of people think this play maybe is super boring is because it's a lot of like Brutus really is like a guy trying to save the world. Mm-hmm. Isn't like Cassius is like sneaky. Yeah, and he's like, he's like good, I guess. He's very sexy. He's very, everyone is so sweaty.
1: That's all we want. It's yeah. just a sexy Marlon Brando. He's very so sexy, sweaty
2: <laughs> on the shirt. Either. He's or, or, sorry on the shirt on the um poster. He's shirtless, wearing a skirt, but that look is never actually in the movie.
1: Oh well, that's disappointing. Yeah, good. I know. No
0: gender fluid Marlon Brando. That is for us. too bad. What were you going to say before oh, I derail this? sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just going to say, um, yeah, talking about the way that even um, an audience who doesn't have any kind of republic or democracy, but who does understand the idea of um, usurping a ruler for the sake of the idea of a nation, something that mm-hmm. happened in British history and that Shakespeare wrote a ton of plays about. When you read this play, and you've kind of already touched on this, do you feel like the uh, conspirators are... Justified, or do you feel sorry for Caesar, or do you feel like it could be read either way? Do you do you pick pick a side? Ooh. Yeah,
2: um, I
1: think. Do
0: you still think he's sneaky like you did in tenth grade?
2: I do think he's <laughs> kind of sneaky, but I think most people in this play, when they get together, act in ways that are incredibly foolish and misinformed. Mm. Um, you know, the minute you get Cassius and Brutus in the same room, they're making mistakes. Only Mark Anthony is really uncounseled, and yeah. he's the only guy who ends up on top. But I feel like, I mean it's pretty clear the people want Caesar to be a tyrant or an emperor, right? The senators are going to crown him on the day when he's killed. Brutus just sort of hastens that by leading to the triumvirate and then just the rule of Octavius, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and and even then, I don't think, yeah, there, I think it would be very difficult to read this play and be like, well, political murder is a great way to maintain the integrity of <laughs> mm-hmm. your, like, quote-unquote, democratic or republican system. Yeah. So I, I think the play really is meant to be read as, you know, a series of mistakes that end up hastening the inevitable. Which is sort of the collapse of, of one kind of society which is Republican Rome and the birth of a new kind of society which is the imperial Around.
1: And it is interesting. It's interesting you say, uh, sort of hastening the inevitable. Because mm. I do. I got into a debate with a friend a while ago about uh, certain laws and hot button issues and whatever, mm-hmm. and being like, well, if you look at X country, they do it this way. Mm-hmm. And he sort of came back at me with like, yeah, but you have to look at their culture. Their culture supports those kinds of laws, and to mm-hmm. try to just cut and paste those laws into your culture doesn't always work. This yeah. so is yeah. sort of like the similar idea of like, if the people want a tyrant, they're gonna get a tyrant. Yeah, yeah. It's kinda scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well I'm thank god about. that this play has no relevance. <laughs> uh, I feel sure really good about
0: that. Ooh, yikes. But yeah, that's, I don't know, that's interesting. Um, so uh, another thing that we talked about in this play is that not a lot of the characters get a lot of screen time. Um, it's Portia's just, in like one scene She's right? in like one scene There are two women two. in this play yeah. <laughs> Portia
2: has two
1: scenes And yeah. one of them She's like look I cut myself And in the other so one She's like leave Why haven't you left yet Why haven't you left yet I'm being clownish
2: Yeah and then mm-hmm. she's Is that bad. supposed to be like A clowny scene
1: Maybe not. In my head, it is because she keeps being like, "Why haven't you left yet?" And he's like, "Because you haven't told me what to do." And she's like, yeah. "Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Why haven't you left yet?" And he's oh, like, "Oh, that's I just yeah, told that, that, That's you. the guy."
2: Who, she, she's like, "Go to the capital and just like see what's up." And he's like, "Well, <laughs> like, well like, well, like what?" She's like, "Just let me know if it, it, uh, everyone is the same as alive <laughs> as they were, you know." Yeah. <laughs>
1: and he, I like in my head, I feel like he keeps like running to the end of the room yeah. and then she calls no, that him is back. Very silly yeah. scene. Oh, you're right. So it's just like a little teeny bit of comic relief with yes. everyone's favorite goth mother, Portia. Portia.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh man I would love I mean I know That I now I just Sound like the Person who wants To set every Shakespeare play Like in a high School But in like The <laughs> high school Version of Julius Caesar Where it's all Like you know Clicks in the Schoolyard Yeah she's like Totally like the Goth girl Yeah Who like doesn't Want to be part Of the drama But does want low. To be part she of The drama She is the drama yeah, Wait, then, you were saying about the screen time Kal- characters. Calpurnia just has a bad dream. Um, yeah. Yeah. So is there? <laughs> what a baby. Yeah, do exactly. you do you have a favorite uh, character in this play, and who? Oh, Abby?
2: do I have a favorite character in this play? Favorite. Or least least Wait, can I look at character? the characters? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's see. It's,
0: it's kind. Of, we had a hard time like identifying who, other than Brutus, has like a, a lot for us to go. On. I mean, Cassius obviously it, is in it a lot, but like Antony, arguably. The, or a- Antony and um, Octavius are both arguably like the protagonists and they yeah. show up like halfway through. Near the
2: very end. But at
0: least Antony's got like a couple He does. Great he has speeches. some really solid scenes.
2: I like, I, Casca has like a weirdly defined character. He's like, yeah. he, once yes. he goes on and he leaves everyone's like, man Casca what a dick. right? <laughs> um, and he's like sort of a, he's the one who most clearly sort of articulates that anti- I mean, they're all, like, elitists, but mm-hmm. Casca really is, like, a supreme elitist. He's, like, mm-hmm. you know, Shakespeare passes out because the crowd is so smelly. And he you really called t- him Shakespeare. Really is, said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, okay, i again.
1: So Julius <laughs> Caesar. <laughs>
2: Julius Caesar. I don't know why I'm, like, I, this is an autobiographical play. It's one of those, like, well, the poet must have wrote it after like, being stabbed. Right, it was, like, a notorious incident. <laughs> Julius Caesar has an epileptic fit, and he's, like, led the stinking rabble of the crowd and made him pass out. What a dweeb, right? Oh, yeah. Um... So he's interesting and uh, Yeah, I mean I like the I like the poet who gets murdered. Uh, uh, I'm
1: sent of uh, the poet. I'm the poet. Other so
2: you know when they did this in Or um, the other poet
1: who just wanders in.
2: Uh, there's two poets. So the second poet is hilarious because yeah. he's like, "Why are you guys fighting?" And they're like, "Get the hell out of here!" <laughs> yeah. what? What I mean? Who invited um, you? What is that? Do you know what that's about? Like, why no. is, that? is there a reason why that character's there? No.
1: I was saying the <laughs> same thing. I it 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 was like, "Well,
2: there was someone who had to play the poet in every Shakespeare play." So
1: the presence <laughs> of the second poet mystifies me because the first poet, I get it. They're like. The mob is so crazy yeah. that just having the same name as one of the conspirators is enough that they're going to mm-hmm. beat you up and yeah. try to kill you. But the second poet... <laughs>
2: second poet. I don't
1: poem. know why he's there. He's just
2: chilling. He he's just, just wants like in. He's like, there to observe. Well, there's some, like, problems. Like, Portia's death is announced twice, which shouldn't really be happening. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, well, what I was saying earlier is the... Um, have you heard of the Orson Welles production they did of this at the Mercury Theater? No. It's, like, in 1938. And it was, like, at the time... It was uh, set in sort of a fascist state, and it was the one of the first times. It was like, oh wow, it's like, uh, could they be Nazis? You know, mm. um, which sort of seems passe now. But the the centerpiece <laughs> of the play was it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Like, come on, I've seen a million, you know. Um, but the centerpiece of the play was when Sin of the Poet is murdered in the middle of. Near the end of Act Three, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, he's killed by like a secret police analog, Ooh. and apparently it was such an insanely powerful scene that every time they did the show, there was like a three-minute standing ovation after that scene.
1: Wow. Yeah, which is cut from
2: some productions, and it was cut from the film as well.
0: Interesting. Um, is not that odd? Yeah. It's yeah, I'm not
2: quite sure where that is.
0: I, I think. What must they have done? Right. <laughs> wow. I think it is an important scene to leave in, though. One because without it, we don't get a lot of evidence for the conspirators being like the it's the mob mentality and Mm -hmm. and caesar's the worst we just get the people that the people want caesar and antony's impassioned speech for caesar and yeah i think it's more in that way and also it's just the joke of all the romans having the same name same
2: name yeah
0: also just like the danger of yeah. mob rule being so much the argument
1: of this play
2: yeah like don't let people get together because they'll make bad choices i mean <laughs> yeah, this, no this show is not flattering in a room. it's not flattering for the people from no at all. i mean no. they're like they're not just cheap sheeple yeah really like it's wake very, up
1: sheeple wake up. Yeah. Yeah, it's very much like shakespeare's <laughs> like a
2: seventh grade like you <laughs> know again he's like a goth. um
1: did you purposely call him shakespeare that time i did i'm talking about i'm actually talking about shakespeare that time yes
2: julius shakespeare (laughs) classic play
0: what do you think about um julius shakespeare in this play uh (laughs) our he's our title character does it does he feel like a, a fully fleshed out character to you Does he feel sympathetic? Do you want him to get stabbed? (sighs) Do we care when he dies beyond the ideas that he represents? How much of him do we really get? I mean, like... Not very much.
2: We get a little bit of him being like, have men about me who are fat. So he's clearly, like, worried about um, other people rising up and taking his position. Mm -hmm. You hear a lot about him through Brutus and Cassius. Um, He's clearly... uh, He's a bit of a hypocrite because he, he likes to say a lot how he is not easily flattered. But when his wife is like, Man, Caesar, please don't go to Rome. I had this dream where you, there was a fountain, your blood was shooting everywhere, like, seems gnarly. And he's like, I'll do this for you. Because, not because I'm afraid, and not, <laughs> and not because I'm doing it for you, but just because I don't feel like going today. And then uh, someone else says, I don't know if it's Sinner or Casca or somebody, but they're like, no, Caesar, that means that we're all going to suck your vivifying blood. And, right. you know, <laughs> yeah. it's obviously a good dream. And he's like, oh, well, that sounds great because I'm great. So I think yeah. I'm going to go. <laughs> and then he gets there and he's like, why is everyone fawning on me? Like, I would never, you know, surrender to flattery. So he's, he's, I think, portrayed as a bit of a hypocrite.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, egotist, probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, I don't know, it's interesting looking at this way in the context of uh, Shakespeare's other plays that are about like murdering or usurping a monarch, like in Richard II. Richard II is like a well, he's not necessarily <laughs> like a like super flair, yeah. fun, awesome guy, but we do get a lot of his interiority. Um, and Macers it's so much just about the murder plot that Duncan seems like a fine king, I guess. Yeah, everyone's like, Duncan's king. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no yeah. He's he's fine. Who cares? Yeah. he's
1: irrelevant um, to the point, he's there yeah. to be killed. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, yeah. We're all just
0: winding down the clock. It's existential. Uh, how about. Mm, mm. <laughs> uh, speaking of, like, Calpurnia's dream. Um, what did you think about the existence of the supernatural in this play? Because we hear a lot about, like, uh, there are lions. Yeah. The, okay, lion is the, the lion is another female character because she welps in the she, street. She's so welcome, there are she's three, technically three, um, three female characters.
2: That's a really good point, actually. She's played
1: by the same actress playing Nell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, so the, the lion devils. Um, yeah, the supernatural is interesting, right? Because, like, Casca <laughs> has that whole model where he's like, I was, there was fire coming from the sky, and there were women screaming because they saw men who were on fire. And I saw light in the streets. And, and he closes the monologue with, "And then in the town square there was an owl, and it was the day." I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I live in New York. I feel like I've seen that. Like that's not that crazy. Um, Too much. I feel
1: like the fire people. Yeah, yeah, that like part. the man who puts his hand in the air and it bursts into
2: flame for some reason. That's insane. And, and
1: also isn't weather.
2: Yeah, and also that's not weather. He's like, the weather's so bad. And, and it, I've never, it's, it, it's fire. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not weather. That's something else. Um, so, and, and then I don't quite remember the response of whoever he's talking to, but in the movie version with Brando, they sort of played it off where the guy's like, hmm, yes, well, uh, don't catch cold, you know? <laughs> like, take care of it. He's literally wearing a scarf. He's like, switch. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, everyone sees this as very portentous, And they're like, well, we should kill Caesar because that's a good thing that will prevent the bad thing that's being portended. But like, there's a reading of this play where like, everything's on fire because they're about to murder the leader, Mm -hmm. right? Which is, you know, Shakespeare's done before in other plays.
1: Yeah. And we were also discussing sort of the weirdness of like, I mean, not that weird, but we don't see it ever. And it's not like a Greek play, like Shakespeare does plenty of, like, weird weather things that we're on stage for that he, of course, verbally describes to you because yeah. what was set design. It's happening. Yeah. yeah, but, like, you know, blow, wind, come rack. Uh, but, yeah, it's weird. I don't know what I was going to say. Just disregard just me. I guess it's it's weird that we never see any of these things. We're told about it, but it doesn't impact the plot in any way. Yeah, it's like that. So happening. it's also, like, are these people exaggerating?
0: Yeah, well, it's like when we compare it to a play like, macers where the supernatural influences a high-ranking dude to murder the leader, mm. which one? Oh, the witches, yeah. Yeah, but we, like, see the witches and, you know, in the full version of the play, because they often cut that weird Hecate scene, they're, like, we super see the witches, we see them do lots of magic and, like, talk about how hot and sexy King James is a lot, <laughs> which is, I feel like Caesar being, like, but <laughs> I would never... T- Caesar, wow! Yeah. It's really uh, easy! See, see it's,
1: it's Caesar because Caesar.
2: it's all the C's and the S's and you can use Oh, man, it. I when was, a was cast, just in a
1: casket. got...
0: Cat. I got oh, caught. Awesome. Yeah. Shakespeare is Julius Caesar. We're uncovering mm, society. The map is on the back the of the Declaration of Independence.
1: Wow. Oh um, man. <laughs> did you get to finish your sentence? I called I you don't up. know. I it's never You were just saying it, 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 they just it's Shakespeare end. being like, I would never traffic with witches, I think, or that I oh, would never Oh no, I was just that he would
0: never kill a king. Um yeah. no, I was gonna say <laughs> it, it is interesting that we don't get the same kind of like proof of the supernatural where it or you know or oh, um, we get the ghost
2: we, do, we get the ghost. do get the ghost which like maybe it's a hallucination and maybe it's just like a quote evil spirit like yeah, apparently there's yeah. a reading of it where it's like it was a demon right
1: oh interesting yeah which is like yeah. one way to
2: read hamlet too it's yeah. like because hamlet's mm. freaking out at the beginning of that play because like i don't know that could be my dad or that could be the devil trying to get but me at least in baby. hamlet
1: he's like it might be the devil so yeah. we get that that's a part of the thing in this one, we're like, "Are you just sleepy? Is that
2: the devil?" It
0: is where like no one else sees it.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Everyone, <laughs> go to bed with me. My tent. I'm afraid." I know. And he's like, "Why were you all shouting in your sleep?" And they're like, "We weren't. What do you? Why are you shouting?"
0: <laughs> it's my fun sleepover where we're gonna see a ghost. Yeah. That oh, that's Every also sleepover. in my high school in my <laughs> in my high school production of Julius Caesar. That's like all the girls at the slumber party, like with the Ouija board, and then the ghost of Caesar, who they murdered, shows up. Yeah. yeah, typical. And that's those are my two. Do they actually murder
1: this. him and or her in I your version? I haven't gotten
0: that far
1: because uh, I thought about <laughs> that too. Like it'd be fun to set Julius Caesar in a high school, but Would do they you literally kill stab someone? her? or Is it or like him a Heather
2: situation? Sure, I've never seen that movie, but I understand there's murder oh, in it. Yeah, yeah. there's
0: a murder of a that's popular much. girl in. In mean, in mean Girls, they reference Maybe Heathers Jerry is Caesar. based on
1: Julius Caesar.
0: <laughs> Maybe Julius Caesar is, this is based like on Is this, like, my Heathers? fifth musical reference on this episode? <laughs> Heathers is also a movie, to be fair. Yeah. What was your next question? Oh, I was just gonna <laughs> um, ask... Uh, I mean, this is a very broad question, but just something we actually haven't touched on in the podcast is sort of our, like, modern idea of um, Julius Caesar and how that affects how we uh, read this play today because he is this sort of like the ultimate historical figure mm. in this weird way like i found it interesting uh, the ides of march was a couple of weeks ago and like there were memes about julius caesar all over the internet i don't yeah. that might just be my nerdy corner of the internet that i'm <laughs> looking at but like on on twitter and facebook and uh, tumblr embarrassingly enough um yeah there were like a lot of people referencing it um Do you think that has anything to do with the longevity of the play? Or do you feel like we view it through a different lens than maybe the Elizabethans would have because of how we think of Julius Caesar and or the Romans? Yeah, that's a
2: good question. I mean, to a certain extent, I wonder to what degree our perception of Julius Caesar is defined by this play in the mm-hmm. same way that Shakespeare is defined by Plutarch. Ooh. Um in the film I don't know why I hate that I keep referencing this film version no it's, it's good. good, it's good do. Do. Well, but it's literally not good though. It's, but it's a it's important bad movie. because we've
1: only referenced we've the one from the <laughs> like in the park. Like a
0: summer ago. Oh, the Trump one. a it's the trump a it's good to yeah. have yeah. another they, they did uh, a lot a bit more yeah and the jfk one too i think the one that started all the president ones. Yeah. I'd love to see like a Taft one. Yeah, a Garfield one, right? Like, <laughs> It's what whole- the people are clamoring yeah. for. I, wrote, I was looking
2: at my notes on the web here and one of them I wrote because I was like, think, like, what is a really good way to do a modern version of this? Mm. And for one, I was like, Brutus equals John Kasich, right? Because I feel like that's more like a this yeah. guy's betraying my party. Mm. Anyway. Um,
1: that was one of the issues I had with the the Trump one was I was like Brutus you didn't cases? slot him in well enough Which yeah was, <laughs>
2: was Brutus did he have like a one to one no
1: no that only... was part of I, yeah. my personal what I feel could have been different about the production is there weren't a ton of one to ones other than Trump and uh, Melania uh, yeah and I it think was like just it's, them. it would have been pretty easy to slot a few more one to ones Jared,
2: Jared Kushner is totally. Uh, updated uh, yeah I guess I don't yeah. know I, I, think Ivanka. Ivanka. I think Ivanka yeah, is Ivanka is Octavius let's say Lapidus yeah. so who's that guy when he leaves Anthony's like that guy's a duper Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's he's the
1: third the one. one he's I can't the other remember one. Yeah. where Anthony's and like okay I get it it's you and me Ivanka like, but, like, but like your husband is the worst. it'll be so funny anyway what
2: were you um, saying about um, the movie what were we saying how we
0: view this season yes
2: so the movie opens up with a little title card where they're like in the year 43 like Julius Shakespeare came to Rome after defeating Pompey and everyone wanted him to say she's Shakespeare he said Shakespeare
0: God God damn it fuck
2: ah <laughs> 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 okay that's really good <laughs> that is so upsetting
0: I'm
1: so
2: mad oh. it's so
1: funny
2: I <laughs> Um. Oh, Sorry, in well, I, I'm like the kind of person who, like, when I'm talking about a movie, I refer to the character's name as the actor. I'm like, and then Ryan Gosling says, like, Ugh. Um. Okay. The movie version. <laughs> the movie version of Marlon Brando begins with a title card that's like in the year 43. Julius Caesar came to Rome mm-hmm. after having defeated Pompey, like, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, and everyone wanted him to, to, to be the emperor, right? Mm-hmm. They lay that out there, which is not information that we have as a modern audience, but I suspect that a literate audience, mm-hmm. having seen this play in the Elizabethan times, would know. So there's backstory there that's interesting. And um, in
1: which we do get as an audience, like, but we don't get it for yeah, into the it, first we, or second scene. In bits and yeah. pieces, yeah. and,
2: like, we don't really understand, like
1: how much they wanted it yeah
2: nor like what when when Brutus keeps talking about like great Rome oh heavenly Rome yeah. like what is that it's yeah. not super there's not a moment in the play where Brutus is like this is what Rome means to me you know what I mean oh, yeah. it, it never actually mm-hmm. happens it's just sort of like an ideal and I don't know if that's because it's not particularly important to Shakespeare or if it's something that was clear to the Elizabethan audience or anyone like classically mm-hmm. studied right and it's not as clear to your average schmo who hasn't you know red Plutarch
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: um, so that's interesting but yeah in terms of Caesar like as a figure um, I don't think what the average person probably thinks about him he was a great general I guess it's sort of is touched on in this play, and he was stabbed a lot. I think like that's. I think yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I think that's, that, that know, really defining. is like the defining features that yeah. he stabbed and by his times. friends, by his buddy, by Brutus specifically. Yeah,
0: right? yeah I think yeah. that it's the Judas thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah et tu, Brute? Has become like the Caesar story to such a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like how much of that existed before Shakespeare. There, there might be a, an answer you one could find through researching, but I, I have Should not. You don't do that on um, this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, it's even funny that we keep mixing up uh, Julius Caesar and Shakespeare, which are both, like, people who really lived, fight me, Oxfordians, like, people who really, like, lived and breathed. Fight <laughs> me. And, and uh, you know, were, were re- normal human beings, but whose kind of... Influence. W- influence and the, the story about them is so much bigger than who they were. Yeah, it is
2: sort of... Uh, it's absurd to think that julie caesar was a real person yes. who was really stabbed like 30 times yes, yeah. by these people who were real um just like john English, snow at the end of just like john snow also a true end story end yeah it's just amazing it's amazing to see <laughs> history come alive
1: and just like john snow yeah. here he is still
2: Still Just with like us every day.
1: Jon Snow he came back
0: from the, came back the dead end. by virtue of the uh, Great Red God R'hllor. Yes, um,
2: I'm glad that I watched the show so I can keep up with these references. More yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially that's important to your listeners as well. Uh,
0: yeah, spoilers. Um, yeah, no, he I, I just couldn't think of another cultural figure who gets stabbed a lot by his um, Friends. employees. <laughs> Friends, <laughs> 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 Friends yeah. underlings, I don't know. That's a good point. Friends, not, Romans, Romans, underlings, <laughs> let me, so like, let let me your ears, ears, weaklings. Uh I do wish I do wish Game of Thrones had done it where they all stab him, including Sam, and he's like, You two, Sam two oh, yeah. falls. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that so. didn't happen. Um, Avery, what's your favorite Shakespeare play?
2: Oh, my favorite Shakespeare play. You know, uh, I like. This is not my favorite. I think Henry Six Part Two is really funny. Okay.
0: I just read that on Sunday. Did you really? Yeah. Amazing. I, th- I, think, I think
2: Jack Cade is hilarious. <laughs> He's so. <and laughs> he is so funny uh, and so dark. Even yeah. like,
0: none of the People
2: yeah exactly like I'm like I don't know so relevant
0: yeah do do you want to like mm. give a brief explanation of who Jack Cade is Jack Jack, Jack Cade
2: is this guy who um, is sort of like plucked up as a pawn in uh, this, in a plot to, I don't quite even recall, what is the plot of Henry Six Part Two. So basically, it's War of, of the Roses. Yeah, so at, at this point, York
1: is, is trying to gather a, a large army so he can return to England and claim the throne. Yep. And so he basically is like, I found this guy, oh, Jackie, yeah. but he's actually looks this other guy. he's like this other guy. Yeah. So I'm going to have him go pretend to be my guy, and if the people hate him, who cares? that guy means nothing to me he'll be yeah. dead and if they love him then it will help me garner support mm-hmm. but then jack cage just kind of goes rogue yes. and he's like actually what if just i should be your ruler um, and he's like this aggressively anti intellectual. He's where the famous line, uh, but first kill let's kill lawyers. all the lawyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Tell us more about your thoughts yeah, on that. Yeah, I don't K.
2: know. He's he's just very funny. There's a line where he's like, From this day forward, no one shall ever know him, and no one shall ever know me as Jack K. And if they do, you know, we'll we'll kill him. And then someone runs in and is like, Jack K, Jack K, do the best. And he's like, kill him. You know I mean? <laughs> and it's like you could read that in a way that's incredibly dark, and like I'm sure it's been it's been done that way. But I, I don't know, I think he's like kind of a wacky clown figure.
1: Yeah, and he's also I mean, even the way he dies. He's like literally starving and comes he didn't, and yeah, 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 Which is how he actually died. Amazing.
2: The real dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, he like a comes garden. on
1: this older man who's like, I want to help you. And Jack Cade's like, No, no, man, I'm <laughs> gonna fight you. And the guy's like, You're literally starving. I'm not gonna kill a starving man. It's like the Black Knight in um or is that what he's and called? Monty Python? In Monty, yeah, Monty yeah, Python. Yeah, where yeah, yeah he's yeah. Like it's only a flesh
0: wound yes. and then he dies. Yes. Him. <sighs> oh, wow, Henry Six Part two is really good. Pull. It's not. It's not actually my
2: favorite Shakespeare play. It's my favorite, like weird Shakespeare sure. play, where it's like you read it and you're like, "This is bad," right? <laughs> but like, it's good because it's bad because it's Shakespeare. It's like how I imagine *Cymbeline* is, even though I've never read it. Oh,
0: *Cymbeline* kind of good. I've never so read *Cymbeline*. That's where the
2: name Imogen comes from. It is where the name Imogen welcome, comes from.
0: Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, *Cymbeline* is, is one of the the classic lady dresses up as a dude to win back her husband who threw her out for. Uh, on like a, a pack of lies so Typical. it's one of those where you're like yeah girl get back your husband who threw <laughs> you out of the monster. house because he believes this random guy over you mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, fun but, and but she does so we're proud of her yeah good job MJ. um
2: yeah not at the top of my list yeah um my real favorite is hamlet which is lame because it is many people's favorite, oh, but it's a good play. But i think it's, it's good
0: probably the best one
2: it is the best one <laughs> yes.
0: Um, and do you have any more thoughts for us tonight uh, about Julius, Julius Caesar? Caesar or Shakespeare?
2: You know, at first I was not excited to read this play again. <laughs> this is going to be a negative Amazon review for me. Um, but, but, but then I did read it again, and I, I think, yeah, I think the key to this, this is going to be garbage, so maybe don't even include it. I think, the key, <laughs> I, think, I think the key to this play is to read it as an incredibly nihilistic, real politic treatise on how history, history is cyclical and societies yeah. die, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And you know, democracy democracy dies in darkness. Ooh, Julia Ooh.
1: wait! I realized they do have, <laughs> yes. I do have one yes, more question. Yes, yes. After that beautiful, that ourselves. was so yes. Yes. Just you can cut and pieces this <laughs> to the middle, maybe. I can I won't, but I could. <laughs> no, you won't. But I like the idea that the people listening will know, <laughs> know that, that I suggested maybe. that. We'll know how little yeah. work I put, put into didn't this. And then you didn't. Yeah. Yes. Um, can you? Okay, so so Avery has with him here. His copy of this play from his 10th grade
0: yes so it says Avery Could you, D on Could oh, you it oh <laughs> it does there was
2: no other Avery's I'd never met another Avery <laughs> there was only me at that school um
1: can you read us just like anything highlighted that you might think is funny <laughs> yeah. or that you're like why did I highlight some
2: this it's got a here. bunch
1: of highlights but no that annotations <laughs>
2: And I want to know. It's got many. It's highlighted in many different I don't different know what colors. baby Avery was
1: like. This is what I got to remember.
2: <laughs> so there's there's like nothing highlighted in Act Five. So I think I stopped reading. And there's like nothing <laughs> highlighted in Act. There's a couple things highlighted in Act Four. I've got um, "Rome shall suck, reviving blood." I think I thought that was funny. Mm. Probably <laughs> um, same. Whole lot of nothing. Um, cowards, countrymen priests, cowards, caudalists, carrion. Oh, someone taught me what alliteration was. <laughs> that, no, that, that's, what, that's what that is. That, that's, 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 that's when they would be like, look for literary devices. I'm yeah. like, there are five literary devices in this play, and I'll find them all, and I'll write them down. Um, oh, man. High what school. A good student. Yeah, I was. It was like, the Great Gatsby exists only so that you can identify the various colors, find out what they mean, and then never talk about it again. That's true. Um, I
1: did feel like like I missed out Because I read The Great Gatsby on my own Instead of in a class And it's oh. one of the only books I've ever read That I got halfway through I did finish it of course But I got halfway through and was like I almost wish I was reading this with a class I feel like I'm supposed to be reading this with a J- class Just
2: google like what does green mean And <laughs> you got, like oh it's yeah. American Dream. You gotta
0: <laughs> yeah. talk about what green
1: means yeah.
2: yes, you, yes. Or
0: else it doesn't count I you know, know I, I never Gatsby. had
1: anyone to talk about green with I guess until now the american dream
2: wow a uh, blue uh <laughs> this is not gonna be a podcast about the towering riddle of symbology that is the great gatsby i don't think but that would be fun. watch the movie i think Tony
1: is yes.
0: Amazing. Yes. all right cool avery do you have anything in your life that you would like to promote on our podcast to all our our tens of listeners wow all all <laughs> Or any Um, advice
1: you'd like to get. Just like anything you want them to to hear. Anything I want people to take away.
2: Uh, Recommendation. Read the book. Oh my god. That's not the title of the book. (laughs) I forgot. Oh no, it's called um, Stay Illusion. It is a... Weirdo, like, psychoanalytic treatise on Hamlet. Oh, um, that I picked up like at random at a bookstore a couple years ago. And it's got all these like conspiracy theories about how Hamlet's actually like a spy play, or like uh, Horatio is like working for Fortinbras. <laughs> and it's really just bonkers and weird. Oh. Um, but and like it gets halfway through, it gets really like theoretical and dense. I've never finished it um but there's some good passages in there that you should definitely check out if you're interested in hamlet so that's i'm, cool. gonna, I'm gonna pitch that i love it so,
0: yeah, check it out hey well thank you so much for coming out yes, on. thank yes. you thank it you was my pleasure
2: thank you very much
0: yay bye everybody bye, bye. Julius caesar what a guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you all for uh, listening to... I will remember you. Oh, boy. Will you remember me? What does this mean again? Um,
1: this means that I have one more thought about a play that we've already done that I just want to, like, toss in there. Just, like, throw it down. Throw it out. Throw it out there. And, and
0: what And what do we call this segment? Um, Regrets? I don't remember... <laughs> This is your bit. You wanted this us to do like do lulu lulu regrets or something. Oh yeah, I don't remember what the it was. Waup womp womp regrets.
1: Okay, so wait, we gotta we gotta try that again. Okay, so I will remember...
0: <laughs> do we like the keychain?
1: It went off. <laughs> will you remember me? It was
0: kind of share now. Womp 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 womp.
1: regrets.
0: Danielle, what's your regret?
1: <laughs> it's very minor, but I feel like... So we did Much Ado About Nothing uh, one play ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we've grown <laughs> since then. Um, but I, one of the things we took like quite some time to talk about was all of the many meanings of Much Ado About Nothing, the title. Yeah. Um, and I realized we missed one. Uh, There's been one more that was brought to my attention by the intranet. And what's that? um, Which is, so we talked about how it would have been essentially pronounced much ado about noting Mm -hmm. in its time. Um, And also, there's a ton of music in much ado about nothing. Mm. So it's noting, like, musical notes. So I wanted to make an addendum that, like, our version of the modern one was all about pussy. I would like to suggest that instead it is all about pussy, the musical. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: all.
1: beautiful. <laughs> and also that makes more sense for that end line that we discussed where so, you were like, why does... It just ends with like, we'll deal with it later. Let's dance. Now it makes sense because they just have to do the finale So number. it's
0: basically just the musical cats. I feel like we made that joke during the Much Ado podcast, but I don't... Both of we have... Listeners, We have an open bag of popcorn in front of us and both of <laughs> us keep reaching for the popcorn and then remembering that we're recording and we don't and so want do that, like crunching. that bad audio. But just know we love you more than
1: we love popcorn, mm. which is a lot. Well, yeah, I don't know if there's a way that we close this.
0: I just remembered you. That's how you yeah, can tell it's over. It that way. Well, thank you all for listening to this drivel. Thank um, you. We love please. you spread this around
1: like wildfire wildfire. just all the fire so
0: important why is nobody talking about this nobody's talking about
1: shakespeare he's this hot young writer
0: (laughs) up and coming
1: just you'll be on the the head ahead of the curve the, the beginning of the curve.
0: Uh, good night. Good night, everybody. Um, Say so good night, Gracie. Our, so, what's our fast, Instagram? Yeah,
1: so we have an Instagram, which is what underscore you underscore will underscore podcast. You can go there if you want to see pictures of our dumb faces and also other things. We
0: um, also have an email. We do. Whatyouwillpodcast at gmail.com. com. Yes. Feel free to send us your opinions on the plays, questions you We want to hear have. them. Um Confessions of love. love. Try, try to trick us into falling <laughs> in love with someone we hate. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where that'd be fun. Oh, um, what you do. so do yeah, we got it. Um, there, yes, we're Julius like, Caesar now. It, try it, to trick having, us into assassinating in a political figure. That's the relevant one. Yeah, um, that also
0: happens. Tell us about the bad dream you have. <laughs>
1: Tell us about your bad dreams. Ask. And, oh, that's wait. Okay. So yes, email us anything that you want. Go on Instagram. Um, also, just like and subscribe, or, you know, like, just subscribe on um, <laughs> your podcast app or iTunes. Uh, 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 also, if you if you like us, write a little review. Um, we are really depending so much on word of mouth, and we appreciate anything that you feel inclined to give. That's it. Oh, and we have a Facebook, and we're going to have a Twitter soon. Maybe tomorrow. It's Look on be, Twitter.
0: It's, the Twitter will arrive when... When it's read, least expect it. <laughs> when you, but when you stop looking, yeah. that's when our Twitter. When the will Twitter come to will you. be there. All right, that's it. That's all. I'm Danielle. I'm Charlotte. And this has been what you will—a tedious and brief Shakespeare podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
1: Wait, so important hypothetical question. Okay. If we woke up, let's say tomorrow, okay. or let's say on Monday, we have a lot of sure. work, and I was like, Charlotte, I had a dream, a really scary <laughs> dream, uh, about your blood and a fountain. Also, I think there might be a line outside, please, please don't go to work. What would
0: you do? One, I would be surprised because you don't usually remember your dreams. I know, <laughs> so it's
1: a big deal that I remembered um, this one, and there it was bad and I'm like it's I know it it's an omen. I think it, And the, look I
0: cut my my thigh. That probably I would I think I would still go to work if I did see a lion <laughs> outside of my house. I would be it's a stay home stay at home line. So day. what
1: you're telling me is you've learned nothing from this play. I oh, learned
0: nothing from this play. All
1: right, well